The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, the motto of our show has always been, and I probably don't need to tell you, uh, it's Woody making old guys mad at him about their pillow. It's a long motto, um, but we've stood by it because it's unique. Focused. And you may remember uh, one of the fun facts about Woody is that the pillow that he uses every night to sleep on is 30 years old. And he is proud of it. I guess, because he talks about it and still hasn't changed it. Um, but it's led to some problems. And um, what do you talked about? How you wash your pillow. Correct. And so you feel like the fact that it's 30 years old shouldn't be an issue. This guy on the voicemail is taking issue. Okay, I just want to say that it's basically my fault because I listened to Woody. But Woody's 30-year-old pillow has nothing on my 50-year-old pillow, but unfortunately I was unaware that you could wash a down pillow, so my pillows always had three pillowcases on it. It was my grandfather's pillow. I've had it for 35 years. I got it right after he passed away. So unfortunately on your show, Woody says you can wash feather pillows, so I go home and I wash my 50-year-old feather pillow. The wash machine tore it in half. I no longer have my pillow, Woody, and it's your fault. You suck. <laughs> That's passion. I mean, you hear it, you feel it. I feel it inside me. I feel his passion. And like a lot of people who have been hurt, he is lashing out at me incorrectly because you can wash a down pillow. Now, he, he should blame his washer. I don't know. Did you have it on the tear the pillow in half setting? Again, it's 50 years old. All I could focus on was the reading of the will, like they do in movies where somebody is giving away their estate after mm. they pass. Mm -hmm. And the family gathers, looking at one another out of the corner of their eye, wondering. And to my daughter, I give my entire estate, all 30,000 acres and the country mansion. And to my son... My pillow. <laughs> he called back. Oh, by the way, Woody, did I mention how pissed off my wife is that I was dumb enough to listen to you and put my damn pillow in the wash machine? This is on you, Woody. You son of a... If you had any idea how foul-mouthed I am, you'd be really proud of me right now. But, Woody, you suck. R.I.P. your pillow, sir, but I am not to blame. Maybe YouTube it before you wash your pillow again. Again, it's a 50-year-old pillow. Hmm? I mean, even Grandpa understands that at some point that had to come to an end. Somebody look up washing the pillow on Urban Dictionary. We've said it so many times now, it has to be something else. We couldn't still be talking about pillows, right? That can't be a thing. 704 Fez 3200. The Woody and Wilcox Show. What up? What's going on? What's up, G? Cool beans. I just want to warn you now. I have just posted a tweet. And as I said in the tweet, don't look at this. Okay? It's very important that you don't look at it. When I say, Chelsea, uh, to Cool Beans, hey, don't look at this that I just tweeted out, what would you assume the topic is, Chelsea? Animals. Yes. More specifically? Wild animals. Bugs. Uh, I'll give you the headline, Rogue Rabbit Bites Two People in Iowa. 
including a woman who talked about how she was hemmed in by the rabbit, <laughs> couldn't get out of her car no. because of the rabbit. No. The rabbit. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying rabbit. S- listen to my words, rabbit. going to start sounding like not a real word. R-A-B-B-I-T, rabbit. Stand by. A neighborhood in Perry is on the lookout for a rogue rabbit. It's been at least two people. A cute black bunny patrolling their neighborhood has been far from friendly. It aggressively lunged at the person behind the camera. Hey. It did more to Ramona Rustin. It just jumps up and bites me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just got bit by a bunny. It lunged at a man taking a photo. It's been a minute since I've been to Iowa. Mm. They have different... Types of rabbits there than we have in the rest of the United States? Rogue. But you heard the other guy describe it as a cute black bunny. So nothing that would look any different to you or I. Stand by. It came around to her car, and it wouldn't let her out of her car. But when she did get out of her car, it chased her up to her her door. A 13-year-old across the alley from Rustin was also bitten by the same rabbit. The Perry Police Department said it's been a rabbit that's been around terrorizing people. So the cops are aware of it? <laughs> Let me just recap. Terrorizing people is what she said. Bunnies are cute, and I don't want to kick one, but if it comes down to it, you got to go. Maybe you're new to the show. Uh, cool Beans has been hemmed in by many an animal, also many of which you would think that's not an animal that you should be terrorized of, and yet there it is. And Rabbit has never been one of them. So now you've got a whole new animal to add to the list. Not yet, right. I've tweeted this story out, by the way, so that you can follow along and make your sort of, I think it's always best to have a plan, right? That's what they always say for some sort of tragedy or national disaster, natural or national for that matter. Keep a gun in your car, right? Uh, I wear rubber boots. Don't know that keep a gun in your car is the way to go. I'd like wow. you to back that down a notch. Seriously, a little really? early, huh? Right. Comedy chops aren't juiced up yet. Keep a gun in your car was the answer. <laughs> Look, I mean, take a beat. Right. Take a beat. No, I'm not saying that there aren't people who don't have that, but I don't know that that's your favorite answer, is oh. it? Well, take care of that bunny. All right. I'm I mean, it's just not what I was going for. Galoshes so. and a can of hairspray. Way funnier, and I don't even know what you're saying. Thank you. She wants large rubber boots to protect her lower <laughs> extremities. Right, and a can of hairspray. For bye, in bye case bunnies. his hair is matted. <laughs> no, he's going to try to bite my ankles, and I'm going to spray him away. Oh, I thought oh. you were grooming him. I didn't quite understand what was happening there. <laughs> Dry shampoo. Yes, Write exactly. that down, Woody. Galoshes and hairspray, funnier than gun. Now let's get you a day off so that you can work on your uh, rogue rabbit jokes, among other things. So important day in history. Um, it was this day in history that the IBM supercomputer, which was called at that time Deep Blue, um, defeated Gary Kasparov in chess. He was a world champion chess player. It was the first time a computer had ever beaten a world champion chess player. Um, what year? Anybody remember when that would have been? It was March. It was May the 11th. Let's say 87. Mm, not close. Really? No. Nope. Earlier or later? Later. 92. 97. Really? Um, So 26 years ago today is when that happened. Then 14 years later, IBM's newer computer, Watson, remember? They name all their computers. It's fun. It was on Jeopardy. Right. Smoked a couple of dudes or a couple of people. I don't know if they were both dudes on Jeopardy. So I don't know if you remember. Here was some of that audio. Uh, European Holidays 600. This body part that sometimes stings when you yank it off is named for its odor. And eat it, she does. 
It's a bunker. <laughs> it's a bunker. Sorry, I may have the wrong audio there, but probably better audio. So let's just go with that. So see if you can't uh, see if you can't take today off and mention something about yanking a body part in a bunker. The Woody and Wilcox Show. All right. So in the last segment, um, if you were with us, you know maybe where I'm going with this. I shared with you a couple of things, including a headline that said "Rogue Rabbit." bites two people in Iowa. And there was audio of people who had been, quote, terrorized by a regular sort of black fluffy bunny that we don't know, maybe an escaped pet, something like that. Here was some of that audio. It came around to her car and it wouldn't let her out of her car. Well, when she did get out of her car, it chased her up to her, her door. A 13-year-old across the alley from Rustin was also bitten by the same rabbit. The Prairie Police Department said it's been a rabbit that's been around terrorizing people. The terrorizing rabbit in Iowa, if you missed that. Now, in, in the aftermath of talking about that on the radio in the last segment, Cool Beans uh, texted us and said, there's a bug in my closet right now. <laughs> Hang on, there's more. I put a bowl over it. Cool Beans has joined us in the studio. It's funny because if you don't know Cool Beans, she is terrified of everything that's not a human, and frankly, most humans as well. But there have been so many incidents that I'm not even going to bother to go back and rehash them. But the idea that you have a bug in your closet with a bowl over it is somewhat intriguing to me. Do you want to expand on that thought a little bit? Um, really not much to expand on. Um, what, Tuesday morning? I was getting ready to come here and I saw something and it appeared to be dead. And I said, oh. And uh, I left. And then I came back and uh, I said I had to do something about it. So I just decided to put this takeout bowl over it and wait for pest control to come <laughs> handle it. Now, all right, so I am going to have to rehash something that happened before. You understand how small critters work, right? Bugs, mice, whatever it may be, they rarely sit in the same place for 12 hours at a time. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's almost unheard of. So if you encounter a bug in your closet in the morning when you're getting ready, and then 12 hours later he's in the exact same spot, he's no longer with us. He, he, what we, in the scientific terms, call dead. Oh. Right, right, right. But you decided at that point, I'm going to put a bowl on top of it and call pest control? Is that is my understanding yes. of this right? Yes. But this is huge growth for cool beans. Is it? In it what is. sense? Because when we had the incident with the flattened frog in the garage, she changed the orientation of the way she parked so she wouldn't even see it. Now, at least in this case, she's encountering it, facing it, and putting a bowl over and it. And when she had the dead mouse in the hallway, she, and she had to live on the bottom floor of her house and refused to go upstairs. Or if she did go upstairs, she sprinted past it. I did. I ran past it. I so, did. For days. I did. It was. Which, again, is a fairly solid indication. It was like a week, a week and a half. The, Not alive. The fact that she was able to get close enough to put the takeout bowl over the top mm. of the bug is huge growth. It is. Did you call your trainer to come out and remove you know a dead bug from your closet? I had, because... You know, I train now uh -huh. twice a week. And so I had mentioned, somehow it came up, and I had mentioned, I was like, you know, there's a bug in my closet right now. <laughs> and he was like, you want me to come over and get it? And I was like, no. 
pest control is coming on Thursday. If you don't know that story, when she had found a dead frog in her garage, ultimately the only way she ever removed it was her trainer came out and pulled it out of the garage. You ever think the trainer thinks that Cool Beans is hitting on him? Like, hey, there's a bug in my closet. No, he he does not. Is that a a euphemism for something? I'm going to need you to remove the frog from my garage. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wink. And he's like, man, I trained this woman and she is the worst at flirting. No, unfortunately, (laughs) we've been training together for so long that he knows that uh, a bug in my closet means exactly that. (laughs) Do you think a dead bug is going to do a lot of damage? Potentially. Oh, you, the the home, your clothing. I don't know what you're concerned about. I, I mean, just the idea that you've called over a dead bug is interesting to me. To get the pest control out. Well, and what kind of bug are we talking about? I have no idea. I don't know. I oh, didn't. I, I, I did not. Uh, Do you know it's even a bug? I mean, no. Did you I look don't. So one, quickly, one, and we're so terrified that maybe it's a crumb or something. It, it well, too big to be a crumb, mm. and I don't eat typically eat in my closet. <laughs> so. Uh, Speak for yourself, right? Look at me. I don't eat in my closet. It could be one of those crane flies, right? I don't know what that is. I don't want to know what that is. What is that? I don't want to know. Ugh. Why did you say that? I don't know what it is. And then I thought, well, maybe it's a good thing that I didn't ask someone to get it because then at least the pest control person can look at it and say, okay, this is what it is or this is what it's not. Or whatever. It, I mean, if it is, and then we bug. can move on with life. I'm, did you call my husband? I did not. Mm-hmm. I see. I didn't want to co-opt <laughs> your husband, and you know, kind of like he's my husband too. I didn't want to get that. Yeah, I felt bad. Liar. Well, I mean, you, you don't have to do all the things to Frank that Chelsea does to Frank. I don't know if you know this. Come, Frank, coming out to your house shirtless will scare away the bugs. There's no question about it. He'll he'll take the frog out of your garage if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So between 11 and 2 today, uh, Nicholas will be coming to my house. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're going to finally yeah. put this long nightmare to bed. Some video at minimum. Will you, will maybe you some go live? live? Yeah. yeah. Do, a, do some social media. <laughs> no. Good. I don't want to be a part of it. I've done enough at Cool Beans House already. Well, good. I'm glad this is really working out. So keep us abreast from a distance. The Woody and Wilcox Show. We are Americans. And what do great Americans do, Wilcox, Chelsea? (laughs) Is this a lawsuit? Yes, it is. And this one involves the Woody and Wilcox Show. I think we've got a lawsuit on our hands. Uh, as Americans, we don't care about soccer either. Uh, and thank you to everybody who sent this to us. This comes from the world of Major League Soccer. Listen to this call of a goal from the Charlotte FC and see if Wilcox's copyright hasn't been infringed upon. Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, setting it back for Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Swiderski. One touch! He scores! That's an actual call. I haven't done anything to the audio. Right. Of the Charlotte FC scoring a goal. And the announcer, he goes full Wilcox. I mean. And I love it. I absolutely love it because there's nothing worse than when there's a play-by-play announcer who's like, and we scored again. 
Well, that I mean. love the passion behind mm. it, but I will tell you there is one person who's allowed to have a normal voice, and then when they're passionate, go up three octaves, and that man's name is Wilcox. Still with it on the right side, stepping over, sending it back for Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Svidersky. One touch, he scores! I'm fine. It doesn't strike me as odd until his third <laughs> sentence. The first two, like, I get it when somebody scores. Yeah, that's the excitement. And mm-hmm. then even continuing the thought. But by the third sentence, now it felt like he was just doing a voice. <laughs> like, is... the third one didn't make sense to me. It's you know a... what I mean? Like, he scores! Every announcer does that. And then, oh, my God! And then the third sentence where you're getting into the explanation, well, that one was more incredible than the first. That's odd to me that he stayed high for that one. And I'm... For Swiderski, one touch, he scores! Another one for Swiderski! Good with it. And that one was more impressive than the first! That's the one that's weird. <laughs> he goes full Six Mickey Mouse. Thank you. Right. Yes. Yeah, but that's, listen. That's why I'm bringing it! <laughs> Those are more in the moment of passion. And I get it. The goal scored. The congressman is talking about it. Right. But it didn't go on for three sentences. That's the difference. So, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. I can't tell him how to do his job. Six tons of porn. Right. I get it. One time of That's not even me. Um, so that's irrelevant. <laughs> That's Glenn Beck. So that doesn't have anything to do with me. Do we have a lawsuit? Was that how you brought yeah, this I up? I mean, no. clearly you've copyrighted I the, have not. the impassioned squeal and elevation. <laughs> the impassioned squeal. That you, is copyrighted the Woody and Wilcox show. Do you know something I don't? I don't believe I have a copyright on, quote, the impassioned squeal. If Although, <laughs> now that you say that out loud, I really want to file for that. It's, if you're the first to do something, don't you sort of have a passive or something like that copyright on it? Mm. Uh, like a common law wife? Sure, but I, less sex. I don't know. The, for I, Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Svidersky. One touch! He scores! Another one for Svidersky! And that one was more impressive than the first! <laughs> Sounds like a man doing an impression of Wilcox. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Thank you. That is me. Yes. Sometimes you do go on for three seconds or three sentences. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 30 maybe. seconds. Uh, old Bay? <laughs> do you have the Old yeah. Bay clip in there? <laughs> well, so I think it would be fun to march down to the patent office and try to file for an impassioned squeal. <laughs> I don't think a patent is the right word even, but I want to try for that because that'll make it feel even stupider. Uh, there's a dude up front at the desk who says he wants to file for a patent for an impassioned squeal. Mm. I told him to pound. So go kick rocks. 40 million people! Hey, listen. If uh, if the Charlotte FC guy, Willie P, wants to, wants to steal my impassioned squeal, <laughs> I will offer that up for free, and I don't believe I have a trademark on it. But uh, if you want to write up the paperwork, mm. I'll go and file for one now. That'll be fun just to see how that's received. The Woody and Wilcox Show. The Woody Huge tip of the cap to everybody who's reaching out to via social media and email and sharing a story that I saw hit. A, it may have been yesterday, maybe the day before. I don't know. Wilcox, Chelsea, did you see the story about the guy who was at a bar 
went to the bathroom and ended up losing his arm. I did not see that is the answer to your question. What do you think goes on? You're at a busy bar. Now, shockingly, it's a guy and the bathroom line is too long. And he's like, it's one of those newer hand dryers that blow at sort of unhealthy forces. Do you know what I mean? It's like hurricane force winds that come out of there. And it actually, he had a weak arm and it blew his arm off. (laughs) I couldn't even get that out of the straight face. He dropped something. But seriously, have you done, I mean, some of these hand dryers, not the one that you stick your hand down in, those suck, but the ones that are gale force where you see your skin flapping in the breeze as you dry off your hand in those dryers, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody who maybe had a, some sort of pre-existing condition actually lost a limb on one I of those. I feel like most of those are in shady gas stations and just roadside. Right. No, ma'am. Was, you're, thinking of the, you're thinking of the wrong thing. Okay. Shady gas stations is when it's like that one long towel that's attached <laughs> to the machine and you're supposed to just keep pulling it down, but they've pulled it and it's been months and now it's just a black sheet. That's the shady gas station. Top-notch gas stations have that freaking wind tunnel of a dryer. Okay, you have to run a little video next time so I know what you're talking about. Oh, he's but got lots of we've videos. We've got one in the building. You guys must have one in the women's room. I haven't, this is going to shock you, I haven't been in the women's room yet here. Uh, you guys must have one. They didn't Probably. just save that for the dudes. Or do you never dry your, oh, do you not wash your hands? Stop it. You know me. Well, then how do you not... We have paper towels. Yeah, but there's a dryer in there too, right? I'll check it out. But usually, if it's not the, the insert your hand ones, it's the noise is like jet level. And I don't like that any time of day. You're right. But I'm guessing, Woody, for your story, it wasn't a strong hand dryer that blew off he his was, arm. He was not a leper and his arm was blown <laughs> off. By, I do appreciate the guess, though. I was going to say he dropped something in the toilet. Toilet and somehow was sticking his his hand or arm up in there oh, and got his car went. keys down there and he's like yeah. I'm not leaving without my car mm-hmm. keys. They had to cut the whole thing off. Thank you, Cool Beans, for ringing in that there is one of those dryers in the women's okay. room. Okay, your your tone is really a lot. I, it's amazing. I don't know how you don't know that though, and I know you utilize it quite a bit. She's a paper towel person, right? And it's closer to the sink. There's probably a hand dryer on the other side. Yes, I'm picturing it now. Yes, the women's room. Hand dryer. Mm, mm, mm. I'll go test out its power. Sorry, but this was distracting, Woody. Anyway, some dude lost an arm. It wasn't the toilet. It it wasn't Uh. the toilet, and it wasn't the hand dryer, but we've spent so much time talking about the women's room here at the radio station (laughs) that I don't have time to get into it. Oh, what the frick? I think there is a lesson to be learned. I bet there is. And I want to give you that lesson, and we'll do that next. So we were just talking about a guy, and thank you to everybody who has sent this story to me. He was at a bar, he was busy, went to the bathroom, lost his arm. <laughs> Wilcox initially guessed too heavy of a hand dryer or too too forceful of a hand dryer. Mm. Chelsea, I think a little bit better guess, he dropped something in the toilet and then somehow lost his arm. Uh, I'll let the local news tell you all about it. He's counting his blessings. His mother is too. That's the best thing is that I have him. Like, yes, arm gone, very traumatic. 
but he's here. An alligator attacked Jordan early Sunday morning, biting off his right arm and nearly taking his life. They got so, my elbow. So two things there. There's an alligator in the bathroom. <laughs> Second thing, his mother's Harvey Firestein. <laughs> How about that? You How didn't dare- mention that as part of the discussion. How dare you? Like, yes, arm gone, very traumatic, but he's here. And- uh, alligator not in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Alligator's the bartender. Nope. Alligator's just a guy. Nope. Oh, yeah, his name's Ali Gator. It's uh, one of those deals. Like the Muppets or something like that? No, hang on, let him explain. The alligator attacked Jordan early Sunday morning, biting off his right arm and nearly taking his life. They got my elbow, so like, I don't have an elbow, but I can still move my arm around and whatnot. Jordan doesn't remember much of what happened. What he does recall is that the bar he was at, Bandito's in Port Charlotte, was busy and the bathroom line was long so he walked to the pond out back i just saw a little lake just trying to go over there and just you know take a little pee or whatnot something happened where i either tripped or like something the ground below me kind of just went down and i ended up in the water and that's literally the last thing i remember the old went out to pee and whatnot do we buy any of this sure are we buying any of it i mean he definitely lost his arm okay i'm buying it he definitely fell into into a lake behind a bar in florida what are we not buying his good attitude his mom's not really harvey firestein i'm not buying that no i that he remembers absolutely nothing from leaving the bar to going to the hospital is a complete blank alcohol is a hell of a drug and you would recall i can't even speak about it a couple months back, a man fell off a cruise ship and came to in the middle of the ocean. He mm-hmm. was drinking at a bar with his sister, went to go to the bathroom. Next thing he knows, he's in the ocean. So, yes, it's possible. Why You said you're buying that there was an alligator. You're buying that he fell into the pond. Why would you not buy that there was a gap in his memory? I don't understand why that's a thing for you. Because I, I think there is conveniently some information that is left out to more what? accurately describe what he was doing what? and that would incriminate him in some way. An alligator will bite you for any reason. You think he was, like, calling it names? Uh, actually, no, there's other things. Hang on. People at the bar rushed to help Jordan, pulling him from the water and putting a tourniquet on his arm. I call them angels that were there that saved his life. The chances of someone being there with a tourniquet, to me, is it's a miracle that he's here. First of all, everybody in Florida carries a tourniquet, but hang on. The story has captivated people all across southwest Florida, but has also stirred up the rumor mill. Some people online claiming he was feeding the gator. That is completely not true. They don't even serve food at that bar, so how would I? I, I couldn't have served the gator food. Instead of spreading lies, Jordan would rather spread awareness that Florida's prehistoric predators aren't playing games. Oh. I just show him my arm. Hey, bud. So his awareness that he's spreading is that <laughs> alligators can bite your arm off? <laughs> Yep. He I was going to say the awareness is like, don't pee at a bar. <laughs> don't pee next to a lake at a bar. His attitude is so un-American, though. You know, I th- would think there would be a lawsuit filed already. How dare a bar be right next to a lake? How dare you have a long bathroom line? Mm-hmm. How dare you allow that alligator to live in said lake? Which further proves my point in that he doesn't want an investigation into this because if he does file a lawsuit, there will be an investigation and he will end up, you know, he was serving food as he described it to a gator. I, it's not unbelievable. I mean, as Chelsea pointed out, either booze or trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, y- you're aware of this. If you suffer some sort of hideous trauma, it can block your memory from that. There's no question. I think your body does that as sort of a defense type thing. Self-preservation of your brain. Mm-hmm.
Possibly. And I think anybody who's ever lived in Florida knows that. Your body just tries to make you forget that, period. Certainly anybody who's lived in Jacksonville, they blocked out that period of their life. Right. This guy, I think he said Port Charlotte, so yeah. a little bit different. Um, I don't know. Bring a friend if you're going to the bathroom. So we can eat both of you. Spotter. Maybe right. the bathroom, the bathroom, the bar ought to provide that. A, a bathroom spotter? Right. And I don't just mean the guy with the camera. That's a given. <laughs> The guy in there that sells you gum and maybe some cologne is also there to make sure you don't fall into the lake. Potentially, yeah. Wears a vest. Will hold your hand and other things. You can workshop this over lunch. Penis. Hmm. Hmm. I don't oh, think that wow. has anything to do with it. I think it has a lot to do with it. Penis. Penis. Right. Wang. Right. Nope. Okay. Well, that's my takeaway. The Woody and. Wilcox Show. Restaurants, right? We've all been there. Maybe some of us have worked at them. It's a pretty common job for a lot of folks, and we talk about it on our show quite a bit. Chelsea worked a long time in restaurants, managers and so forth, and you guys always pick on me because I never worked in a restaurant. Woody, of course, uh, worked in the gay bar, among other things, and also was a uh, vomit monitor at an all-you-can-eat restaurant. So those are a couple of different jobs. I was a busboy hmm? at an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Don't back away from it. They asked you to monitor for vomit. Anyway, let's move forward. In your travels, either of you, did you ever have your boss hire a fake priest to extract confessions from the workers in the restaurant? Because <laughs> it was this morning that I realized that's a thing. It sounds like something one boss would have done. I was going to say the guy that my manager at the all-you-can-eat restaurant would do something like that. Here's the headline. Restaurant must pay workers $140,000 after allegedly hiring a fake priest to extract confessions of workers' sins. They have two locations of Taqueria Garibaldi in Northern California, and the fake priest was hired to come in during work hours and, quote, get the sins out, end quote, asking employees under the guise of being, of course, a priest who is not going to share your sins with anyone if they'd ever been late to work or stolen money from the restaurant or ever had bad intentions toward their employer. That's not how any of this works. Hey, uh, <laughs> Father John, I understand that I need to go to confession, but I got to get this iced tea out to table 12. So maybe I can, I mean, I, I, Chelsea, I, you've I, seen a lot of crazy stuff. I, I know it. You've talked about a lot of it. Can you imagine coming into work one day and your boss is like, so I've brought in a priest, and at some point when you're done folding napkins, I'd love for you to go and confess your restaurant-related sins. Is that too much to ask? Great. Fit that in where you can. None of this makes sense. The priest doesn't ask questions, first of all. You're just supposed to tell him whatever you want. Mm. That's not the weird part. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but thank you for clarifying how right. confession works. Why would it, why would this happen at all? Because the manager, what, wanted, was somebody stealing and they thought that the person would confess to a fake priest? I mean, obviously don't know these answers. And I they apparently were like, what, what do you mean? What? But they were ordered to pay back wages and damages to 35 different employees. And also five grand in civil penalties, whatever that means. 
they were not uh, they were not there for comment when the uh, folks were asking for any explanation. How about that? You thought where you worked was no good. That's a new level, right? I I may rather talk to a fake priest than have to sit around in a group and watch my boss's episode Uh, of uh, Hot or Not or whatever the dating show was that he made us watch. Would you rather go into a confessional with a fake priest or do a trust fall with some of your coworkers? Mm. You had to do a trust fall at work? Oh, yeah. Those team building exercises, you guys never worked at a place where they had to do that? No, not for real. I think we might have done that at like eighth grade summer camp. Yeah, did that same. But I but never no. had an employer be like, fall down. They're going to catch you. And now talk to the priest. Working together as a team. Team built. Oh. Mm-mm. So you'd rather the- have the fake priest? Totally. All right. Well, maybe this guy was on to something. Maybe I've spoken too soon. Granted, apparently it'll cost you. The Woody and Wilcox Show. All right. So uh, who? Lo- there's nothing really that we... Any of us, I think, as Americans or just humans watching the walking the planet, like more than rental car companies. Who's with me on that? <laughs> it's usually one of the most fun experiences you can have as an adult. Is what would you renting rather, a car? Uh, contact somebody in customer service or deal with a rental oh, car. Stop company. it, rental car. Don't get me started on customer service calls. I'm still on hold. I thought you were going to say jab yourself in the eye with a letter opener or rent a car because that's still a tough choice to make did you see the headline that says that the hertz rent-a-car company has had to apologize and is going to retrain their entire staff to actually understand what a reservation is (laughs) they should do that too not what i'm looking for in this particular case is this um, some kind of sensitivity training because they're not handling things properly i don't think it's technically sensitivity training if anything it may be historic historic History training or geographic chain training? When you say it like that, it's so clear. What are you talking about? A worker at Hertz demanded to see a man's passport from America. Uh, sorry, let me start this again. Uh, a man d- demanded to see a man's passport because he was unaware that Puerto Rico was part of the United States. A U.S. territory, obviously, since 1898. He demanded to see this customer's passport. And when the dude was like, I don't need a passport. I'm from Puerto Rico. Here's my ID. He called over law enforcement and raised a stink. And so the folks at Hertz are going to retrain their entire staff. Oh, that's going to be a cool... I have to sit through that meeting just because that one guy sucks? Now, couldn't that just be an email? <laughs> well, Here's an email to everybody at Hertz. Puerto Rico, <laughs> part of the United States. Who called the police? The employee or the person just trying to rent a car? Employee. The Hertz employee called over law enforcement who allegedly threatened to turn the man over to immigration authorities even though Puerto Rico has been a U.S. territory since 1898. Wait, law enforcement and the Hertz employee both got it wrong? Uh, yes. Wait, that's a huge problem, just in general. Look at and me. Also, I'm Chelsea on my high horse. I know is, things about Puerto Rico. Wait till we tell is, them about Guam. Oh, my gosh. People also are so sure that they're right about things that they don't even take a beat to say, maybe I'm missing something. Let me pull up Al Gore's Google and see if maybe I've missed something before mm. I put my foot in my mouth, mm. cause an entire company to have to retrain its employees. 
You don't want to look like the douche, right? I, wow. I never want to be the one defending a rental car company employee, <laughs> but let's be honest. No. That whole thing is confusing a little bit. No. Okay. Again, if you're dealing with IDs and whatnot, you should know all the rules, even if they have to be written down on a sign in front of you. There's not an excuse for this. Again, Google is pretty basic. And you call in law enforcement and they threaten to have someone turned away from the entire country. Have you ever seen the line at a rental car company (laughs) counter? You don't have time to Google anything. You just go by what you learned in eighth grade. And if that failed you, then you're out of luck. I mean, eighth grade clearly was not enough. I, uh, um, I had something. The man showed him a Puerto Rican driver's license, right. which apparently I haven't seen a Puerto Rican driver's license, but it has English and Spanish. I guess everything is in both languages. And then the clerk said, we're going to need to see a passport. And the dude said, I don't know what you mean. And they said, well, you know, you're coming in from another country. And he said, I'm a U.S. citizen. And that's how they went back and forth. And then, yes, law enforcement, who also apparently was somewhat confused. I had a similar but- different in college i had a buddy who uh, lived in rhode island came out and visited me we went to a bar he got carded and the bartender's like no i'm gonna need to see you know like a, a state identification I, I not from an island and, and he was like explaining to this woman rhode island is a state it's it's the ocean state that's worse I agree. Yes. If we're gonna if we're gonna say which one is dumber, that one's dumber. Not an island? Would she see a Hawaii ID and just pass out on the spot? <laughs> see, I don't know. She I... wouldn't. She wouldn't know that because it doesn't say island in the name. I'm I'm very concerned about us as a people. Anybody else? I I remember the argument distinctly of like Rhode Island is a state, and we had to leave the bar and go somewhere. Go find else. an Encyclopedia Britannica. No, we just went to a different place because she wouldn't serve him because he didn't have proper identification. Michael See, Kim. I would, I would dig in. I would, I'm, I'm not making a scene, but somebody else is going to come in here, and you're going to learn. A something wise woman today. once told me, Chelsea, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? <laughs> yes, I did say that. <laughs> but in some cases, this is just, I, I, what are we doing? Hertz said, quote, this was a spokesman, we accept Puerto Rican driver's licenses from our customers renting in the U.S. without requiring a valid passport. We are reinforcing our policies with employees to ensure that they are understood and followed consistently across our locations. You need to check. No mention, by the way, of Rhode Island. Mm. Mm. Just have a sign. That would have solved the whole thing. Yes, we do accept driver's licenses from Puerto Rico. And FYI, Rhode Island exists. Way to get me all upset now. I've been upset the whole show. I don't know why <laughs> that one makes you so upset. It, just, it makes me fearful for this entire country, us as a people. You can't, Rhode Island. One, you can't pin this country on one Hertz employee. <laughs> you I'm sorry, I'm not going to allow it. Yeah, yeah be careful who you're pinning our hopes on. <laughs> right. I mean, is it great? But no, we established it's horrible to rent a car. It's not a microcosm of okay. America. All right. All right, good. I'm glad we were able to bring that back around. We can move on. The Woody and Wilcox Show. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Got to feel bad for Hertz employees. They've got a meeting slash email slash retraining coming after one of their employees confused a Puerto Rican man and asked for his passport. Cops got involved. It was crazy. He was just trying to rent a car. Thanks to Jay, who sends me a link to a news story. And Jay says, 
Happens all the time when you're from New Mexico like I am. And he ain't lying. He is not alone. Jessica, New Mexicans I spoke with say it's an ongoing battle with people who get confused about our state being a state. So I asked people around town if they've experienced this too. It's something many New Mexicans say they've experienced. People unaware that our state is one of the 50. All my friends and family in California turn around and ask me, you're in Mexico? No, I'm in New Mexico. It's part of the United States. When they asked where we were from, we said New Mexico, and they're like, Mexico? You speak good English. No, New Mexico, it's a state. She was afraid to text me because she was afraid that like she would have to pay or I would have to pay like international like texting and data rates or whatever. Recently, it happened to former New Mexico Secretary of State candidate Gavin Clarkson on his way to get a marriage license in D.C. And I handed my New Mexico driver's license, and the clerk looks at it, and she says, excuse me, and then she walks back to the back. About 10 minutes later, she comes back up, and she says, I'm sorry. My supervisor tells me we cannot accept international driver's licenses. Do you have your New Mexico passport? Trying to convince people that New Mexico <laughs> is a state has been such an ongoing joke. New Mexico magazine has its own feature called Missing New Mexico Statehood. So, I mean, I, Chelsea, you're put off because somebody doesn't know the intricacies of what an American territory is when it comes to Puerto Rico. These people don't know what the 50 states are. So, by comparison... We're really screwed. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Well, the, the frightening part was she held on to his license for 10 minutes. So, there was like a discussion. There was two people who got it wrong. The manager b behind the scenes also thought New Mexico was a country. And again, just... People just don't even allow for the possibility that maybe they're wrong or they're getting a detail wrong. And in this age that we live in where... You could pull up a map on your phone that shows the United States, you know, like what they have in kindergarten classes, and has New Mexico on it in a picture. Yeah, Why would even... you not do that, even if you wanted to prove that you were right? Well, it sounds like they, like she and the New Mexico guy hadn't had an argument. It sounds like she saw the license, looked at it, and thought, hmm. And then just went to check on it and was confused, right? I don't I don't get the sense that they were having an argument. And he was like, it's a state. And she was like, BS. Well, I think I, she was just like, I don't know what to do with this. Well, that's concerning, too. No, I'm not saying it's not concerning. But you kept talking about how she won't admit she's wrong. And I don't even think she knows what's happening what, that in mean? that case. She's like, I've never seen this before. I well, better go ask my boss. I'm going to Google New Mexico really quickly and see what comes up. Why should that any of that take 10 minutes? Nobody can lie on the internet. Why would she Google it when she's convinced that it's another country? Do you see what I'm saying? She doesn't even know to Google it because she doesn't know that what you're saying is even an option. I hate to victim blame here, but they could have chosen a different name, right? What? Oh, why is New Mexico called New Mexico? Is that right. what you're saying? Yes. Okay, well, yeah, it doesn't help. Well, I mean, take it up with our forefathers. You know, Montana's not called New Canada. Right? You've got a point there. It's not a great one, but you do have one. It's, I mean... There aren't that many states. We should be able to handle it. <laughs> this all started, by the way, if you weren't with us on the previous segment, where someone didn't know that Rhode Island was a state, and they thought it was some sort of island nation. Yeah, I'm so upset by which, all of this. Which, by the way, I'm okay with if they do want to secede. Um, I've been to Rhode Island, so I'm good with letting it float. How dare you? I, I dare. Um, 704-FEZ-3200, uh, the talk back button on the iHeartRadio app. If you want more geography lessons, you know. The Woody and 
Wilcox Show. A couple of things. We were talking earlier this morning about how the Hertz rent-a-car people said they're going to retrain their entire staff after there was some sort of dust-up between somebody who had already prepaid for a rental car who lived in Puerto Rico and then was told, dot, 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 got to have a passport. And then there was an argument about whether you live in Puerto Rico, you're an American citizen, all that sort of thing. It led to the discussion of somebody not knowing that Rhode Island was in the United States as well. Then the discussion of New Mexico that confuses some people who think it's actually part of Mexico when, of course, it's a state. And I appreciate everybody else sharing your thoughts. I just want to let you know, when I was living out in Hawaii, I had the same problem of being told that Hawaii is not a state. We can't do anything for non-Americans when I would call from Hawaii as a you know U.S. citizen. So it is widespread, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Y'all have a great day. Yeah, I mean, every Alaskan has gone through the same thing, too. Uh, the big one is companies telling you that we only ship to the United States when you're trying to get, you know, a pair of pants or whatever. Oh, yeah, we don't uh, we only ship to the United States. And you're like, uh huh. And and we're the United States, too. Oh, I meant the continental United States. Oh, what continent are you on? We're on North America. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, people are not uh, they're not great at that. It's it can be confusing and I'll tell you frustrating 100 percent for sure. Uh, 704 Fez 3200. I'll say this much. I understand geography. Not a lot of people's big into it. But when you have a female in your class say that Myrtle Beach is a state, I think we have a lot of issues here in America that need to be kind of addressed. Yes, we do. It should be a state for crying out loud. That's the issue. It's a state of mind. <laughs> Is it? It's a, if you're into pancakes and <laughs> towels, putt, 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 putt places. <laughs> uh, wait, somebody mark this down. Cool beans. Myrtle Beach is not a state, apparently. So let's keep that in mind for future references. Myrtle Beach. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Um, I wanted to be vulnerable for a second and share a um a story. Uh, and maybe this will make you feel better about something that's gone on recently in your own life. I um when I got home uh, over the weekend, I got out of my car, um, and I noticed a beeping noise. And um, coming from the car. Yeah, coming from the car, and I check to make sure on the dash that I don't have any sort of, you know, warning light or whatever it is. And I don't have any, I don't have any warning lights on the dash at all. And I'm like, that's weird. It's a, it's a beeping noise that I've never heard before. I get back in the car. I turn the car on and the beeping noise goes away. Turn the car back off, get out beeping noise again. So I like walk around because I can't even figure out, is that coming from the engine? Is it coming from somewhere else? I don't know what, why, or where this is coming from. And so I eventually, after maybe, it, it felt like an eternity, but maybe 10 minutes, I, uh, I text my uh, mechanic and I'm like, hey, uh, my car's beeping. It's just, I'm getting no, I'm, you know, luckily I'm on this kind of, you know, basis with my, with my guy. And he's like, I don't know what that would be. He's like, can you take a video of it? 
That's a great idea. I'm like, yeah, I will. So I, you know, I whip out the phone, I, I record it, you know, it, it's going, going, going. So it's beeping, and I realize once I start recording it that it's on a, it's on a regular interval. It's beeping every 30 seconds. So I sent him the video back, and he's like, man, I've never seen anything like that. You know, let me talk to a couple of the other guys in the shop. And I'm Googling car beeping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and of course, there's a million things, obviously. And I knew there would be. But at the same time, what else are you going to do, right? And I'm, I'm probably, at this point, a half hour to 45 minutes into this escapade. Oh, no. Does your car have a carbon monoxide detector that the batteries are dying in? Does so, it have an old security system? Or? Let, me, let, me, let me continue on with the story. So I, at that point, uh, Denise and nobody else was home. And so later on, I was like 10 minutes later, they come home. Uh, Denise and my daughter, and we're sitting around in the kitchen. I'm like, I can't figure out what's going on, but my car is beeping, and there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with it. And Denise is like, huh, that's weird. And then Sydney goes, well, wait, Mom, your car was beeping today, too. And I'm like, wait a second. Mom's car was beeping, too. And I go back out and back my car out of the garage and realize that it's actually the garage that's beeping. Apparently, my garage door opener has a battery backup in it. Cool beans, did you know this is a thing? (laughs) I never knew this was a thing, and I have it. And so I guess once it goes bad enough, it starts beeping, telling you that it's bad. So now I've been through 45 minutes with my mechanic. <laughs> I have to go back to him and go, all right, you're not allowed to retell this story to anybody. <laughs> but it was actually the garage that was beeping and not my car. And he goes, well, at least you're lucky you didn't bring it all the way in here to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I, you should. Do you feel badly about yourself? You shouldn't. I mean, I think, you I think this could happen. Pretty dumb. Because then no. once you pull the car out, you go, "All right, I can tell that it's coming from the garage door opener. It's not the opener. It's not. It's the. You know, it's where the chain actually. You know, pulls the door open. Mm-hmm. It's up in that compartment." I feel like you guys would have figured it out at some point. But hang on, so when you mentioned it to your wife, and she's like, that's weird. Yeah, she had no, I mean, just didn't even, I don't know if it just, probably just wasn't listening to me. Uh, right. But thank God my daughter was. She's great. And she was like, yeah, there was, your, your car was beeping. And then I was like, okay, okay, wait a second. That's weird. What's the common denominator? It's something in the garage. It could happen to anybody. Well, thank you, Chelsea. That's very kind. I had no idea about garage door batteries or things like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, again, when you've gone to the trouble of, you know, telling your mechanic that something's beeping, it, you know, you'd like to think you figure that out beforehand. I can't wait to test it, by the way, Cool Beans. I'm going to shut off all the power <laughs> and see if that damn thing still opens. Because since then, I have gotten a new battery and I'm going to find out if it actually works. 704-FEZ-3200 or 844-4WW-SHOW. Always the ways that you can get through. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Last segment, I, uh, you know, told a story that was uh, what I would call embarrassing. Um, I spent about 45 minutes trying to figure out why my car was beeping after I turned it off. And there didn't seem to be anything wrong with it. I wasn't getting any, you know, lights on the dash lighting up or anything. Called the mechanic, shot video, and then realized that actually it wasn't my car. It was the garage door opener that was beeping. 
because a battery had gone bad. I didn't even know I had a battery backup in my garage door opener. But that's apparently what it was. And then this call. Hey, guys, garage door technician here. Just heard about Wilcox not knowing about the garage door battery backup system in his garage door opener. They're not too common. They're fairly new. But uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, I had a call for the same exact issue, and the lady thought it was her car until I got there, and the husband figured it out before I got there. So you're not alone, man. I appreciate it. One, guys. Yeah. I guess I just need a husband is what I need. Hey, how about your <laughs> wife and your daughter noticing the beep and then just going on with their day? That's huh? a, I, your wife was like, ah, car's beeping. I'm just going to keep driving right. and shut up about it. Because <laughs> right. if I ignore a problem, yeah. it goes away. Please don't get me started on that. <laughs> because I'll say something that I'll regret later. Yeah. But yes, I had thought of that angle as well. Mm. well I remember we took a, uh, my wife's car in one time. Because we thought it was losing uh, one of the bearings in the wheel. And that can be bad because the wheel can fall off. It's very mm. dangerous. We noticed when we were driving the car, once you got up above like 30, 35 miles an hour, the thing would happen. There was, it was just this metal on metal sound. And, and, you slow down under 30 and it would stop. And it's like the faster you go, the more rapid the the banging would happen. And we're like, all right, take it all the way into a mechanic. They put it up on the lift. They're looking under the car. They pull the wheel off. They inspect everything. They take it for a test drive and they come back and they're like, found out what it is. It's not your bearing going bad in your front wheel. What do you think it was? I mean, I'm not a mechanic. Is it something that I would be able to guess? No. Clearly, I'm not a mechanic. Uh, a bunch of squirrel nuts. I mean, so you have something inside the engine compartment that it's shouldn't be there? A doll. No. Some toy. Something outside of the car. There's a guy clinging onto your fender, pounding on it. You were saying, hey, stop. Closer, slow down. You're closer than you can imagine. You guys remember when Jack in the Box sold those little antenna toppers that looked like Jack's head? Yeah. Well, this car had the antenna on the top of the roof. And it was hitting. And we put the Jack thing on there. And once you got up above 30 miles an hour, the wind would blow it and it would... Against the top of the car. We brought it into the mechanic. We brought it into, he, like, he, he comes out, he goes, it was this. And I was like, the jack thing? He's like, yeah. Once you get up above, the wind causes it to hit. And the faster you go, the faster it slams into the car. Cool beans. <laughs> I was like, and how much do I owe you for this? Because <laughs> they had pulled the wheel off. Oh, it was. You yeah. feeling better now, Wilcox? <laughs> yep. Yep. Because I got, I got all the way in. That's, yeah, worse. that's worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little jack in the box figurine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to think that through. How how long had it been happening? Oh, when we put the ball on there, it, it it started happening. I'm like, what's that sound? And even the dogs riding in the car would look down. And they're like, what's that? It made that weird of a sound where it's just. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
He'll get you tacos and your egg rolls. That's right. Kids in the old days you used to have an antenna on your car. You'd put <laughs> dumb stuff on the top of it. That's right. Because you were cool. What that was. Look at me. I like fast food so much I bought extra stuff. <laughs> you can't even eat. <laughs> I want to show the world. I like two tacos for 99 cents. Um, 704-FEZ-3200. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, I guess I'll join the club. Uh, this actually happened uh, very recently, uh, as soon as maybe like a week ago. But for about a month, um, I heard a rattling in my car. Uh, not so loud that I couldn't hear that I could hear it over the radio, but if the radio was low or no no music on at all, I could hear this rattling. It sounded like uh, like I don't know if you've ever had a can or something in your in your door um, drink holder next to the speaker and it rattles when the bass hits or something like that, or maybe change in your uh, in your cup holder. But that's what it sounded like. And I looked and looked and looked for weeks and weeks till finally I did this twice. I did a complete deep clean of my car trying to find out what the hell this rattling is. And I almost, it's still under warranty, so I almost, like, was thinking about calling the warranty people to be like, hey, um, there's, like, a rattling in my car, and I, I don't know what it is. Now, here's where I'm going to be vulnerable. I've never had a car with a sunglass sunglasses holder above your head mm. and um, figured out after about a month that it was a pair of sunglasses in the sunglasses holder directly above my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I just. But I know Chuck Diapers has a girlfriend who's a mom. I figure like a mom's gonna get that sound quicker than a month, because your moms are good at finding things. Generally, mm. you're looking in all the spaces. How do you not check that sunglasses? Some holder? moms just drive even though their car was beeping. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think you're allowed to claim that all moms are on top of that, Chelsea. Some might some, be. Some, right. I, definitely some. Some are just like, whatever. whatever. Let's go work out. This thing may be on fire. I'm just going to keep driving it. Maybe I'm just affected by annoying noises more than others. Nope, because you've made it on this show a long time, so it can't be that. 704-FEZ-3200, the way that you can get through. What's that, Cool Beans? <laughs> <laughs> Woody and Wilcox show. We can do, uh, we'll do another segment on this before we move forward. I uh, shared a story about uh, me trying to solve an issue with my car over the weekend, and uh, it was a beeping, and I couldn't place it. Every time I shut my car off, there was a beeping noise. Well, after 45 minutes and taking videos and sending it to my mechanic and the list goes on, I realized that it was actually the garage door that was beeping and not my car i appreciate those of you that are incredibly supportive calling in on the voicemail Yeah, my question is for wilcox well i guess it could apply to woody too when you guys were hearing these mysterious noises did you not realize that it was coming from above you especially you wilcox when you were out taking your video at any point when you were doing that did you not hear the noise coming from above your head instead of the car just trying to figure this out I'm trying to figure it out, too. It was very misleading. And believe me, I walked all around the car, every side, from every angle, and it was unclear. Sometimes it's tricky to know where noises are coming from. I hear things, 
<laughs> Let me right. rephrase. Right. Yes. I may noises? hear a sound. I feel like my ears pick up a lot of things. It's our job. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear something happening far away. What is that? Does somebody leave the refrigerator door open? And then I realize it's my phone on my person, like muffled and an alarm's going off. I'm, and believe me, when my thing was happening... The dogs were doing that turning head thing, looking down at the floorboard of the car, even though it was hitting the roof. By the way, we didn't, if you just are tuning in now, you missed Woody sharing his story of thinking that maybe they had a bearing going out in their wheel. And in reality, it was just the top of his antenna flopping against the outside (laughs) of the car because he had a little jack in the box thing on it. That's a great story. So That, that went all the way to the mechanic. Yeah, he actually made it in. So that was uh, that's impressive. Uh, appreciate those of you sharing your own vulnerable stories. So talking about uh, embarrassing stories where you think something's wrong with your car. Um, a couple of years ago, I let my car get to E and I stopped at the gas station and went to fill it up. And I'm watching it and it's not um, filling up at all. Um, I had the car, like, still on, not all the way, um, but I could see, like, the gas gauge not going up. So, turn the car completely off, go in, say there's something wrong with your gas pump. Then I start getting panicky because I'm like, what happens if you're pumping air into a gas tank? Is that going to cause issues with my car? Um, I'm in such a frenzy that the poor cashier ends up giving me a refund for the gas I just put into the car or the air that I had put into the car, uh, went down the road to the next gas station, uh, put more gas in, ended up being more gas because apparently when you let it get that low, it doesn't um, register that you're putting more gas in. So I ended up getting $6 worth of gas for free. Um, But yeah, I was in a frenzy at the gas station freaking out about air being put into my gas tank. Love the show. Thanks. So I'm not sure I'm fully understanding what happened here. Maybe three gallons of gas I feel like should register. Yeah, I don't. So so some cars for sure, it doesn't register until you turn it fully on. Um, She's saying that she maybe had the ignition on but didn't have the motor on Mm -hmm. and was watching the tank gauge to see how much was going in, I don't think it, most cars don't work that way. I don't think it's a function of your car was so empty that it wasn't registering three gallons. Especially if it's a digital sort of measurement. Like my my truck has got the little analog stick. Right. I think it would, but I don't know. I don't think it would until you started it up. But I feel like you could hear that and you could smell it. As cool beans. <laughs> yes, cool beans. <laughs> you need that one. And there's, you know, right. you've well, gas before. Like right. You- well, so, and obviously she felt the force of the gas being pumped, but, but assumed that because it wasn't registering that she was forcing air into the tank. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you, thank you for being so vulnerable and calling in. And it in. would probably smell like gas, too, so. Yeah, that's true. I guess. I, look, I, By the way, and then the guy gave her a refund. Okay. He knew full well she had pumped gas. But eventually he was like, here's your money. Here's, <laughs> it's worth six bucks. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I, pumped, I pumped and it says six dollars, but it was just air. At least she didn't run out of gas. <laughs> That's got to be like, <laughs> you're the guy working in the little booth going, I've heard it all now.
I don't know if that's worse than your antenna ball, but it's different, and I've never heard anything quite like right. that. I've I, never heard of monitoring your gauge while pumping to figure out what you've put in. I mean, I'm not sure why you're doing that. Right, there's a little counter right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, like the pump tells you you put four gallons in, and that's, you know. You got the car there that was as empty as it's ever been, but it's gotten to the gas station. So literally anything in it is going to be better. But it's just air, Chelsea. So no, it's not going to be better. (sighs) Could have been me. Could have been any of us. 704 Fizz 3200, the way that you can uh, share your thoughts. The Woody and Wilcox Show. We always say, hey, please, the Fez line is there for you. This is uh, this is why we do it, is to, you know, bring our communities together. And the Fez line is our voicemail, 704-FEZ-3200. And we often say, hey, when you're going out, maybe going to have a fun weekend, take the Fez line along with you mm-hmm. uh, so that you can share probably the mistakes and maybe the triumphs in your life. And apparently, we were at a bachelor party last night and didn't even know about it. Here's a guy to tell you about it. Hey, William Wilcox Show. A long-time listener. First-time caller. <laughs> so I'm very intoxicated. I'm here with with my best bros. We just did my bachelor party. And I would just like to say that, you know, having good friends is very important. And I feel like after hanging out with my friends, my love for my wife-to-be is very much stronger than it was before we started this adventure. And, you know, I just, you know, love is very important. Friendship is very important. Also, I just like to say most importantly of all, Woody, I want to punch right now. You know, they say when you are intoxicated, your inhibitions drop away and you really get truthful. So I believe him. He went through all the phases, though, of intoxication, (laughs) right? The phase where you're like, I love everybody. You could hear that in his voice. I mean, he was saying it. And then the other one where you want to fight everybody. And he went through both of them in 53 seconds. Who has their bachelor party on a Wednesday night? I thought that, too. (laughs) Who doesn't? Well, that's the best time to, you know, rent out. The Hooters or whatever it is. I don't know what he did. Right? I mean, well, it's like when you have your wedding on the weekend, they gouge you, right? Because everybody wants to have your wedding on the weekend. But if you have it on a Wednesday, you can get the hall pretty cheap. You're just going places. You're not renting a location. I'm trying to help him out. I'm assuming that he maybe rented a place. I I don't know. And, And who's to say? I mean, maybe they started... The bachelor party on Wednesday, and it's going all weekend. Or maybe this is just the finish. They started on Saturday night like a normal person. I think that's where you were going. And now after five days, he's hit that phase of it's time to call the Woody and Wilcox show and try to punch Woody. So if you're renting out the Hooters for your bachelor party on a Wednesday for the cap to you <laughs> and please, where's the invite? That is the traditional Woody and Wilcox listener. I think I, how dare you? First of all, Chelsea, by the way, if you can rent out a Hooters, <laughs> please let us know Hooters. Thank you. Is it cheaper during the week versus the of weekend? Of course it is. Of course. Chelsea, why are you questioning it? Um, 704 Fez 3200. Congratulations, first of all. Yes. And second of all, you know, he said in there that he feels closer to his impending wife than ever before. And that's fantastic. You've done it all right. And you finally called the Woody and Wilcox show for the first time, as he mentioned.
So it took getting married to do that. So, fellas, keep that in mind. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I'll tweet this story out in a second, but has everybody seen the story about the man who was fired from his job because of the length of his bathroom breaks? Is this, uh, is this you? about you? This is not about me. No, I did not see that story. When I say somebody was fired for the length of their bathroom breaks, what I mean, sort of what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Too many? Too many is your answer. No, I mean, again, the length specifically oh, of the individual breaks oh. was what got him fired. It's not that he was going to the bathroom every 10 minutes. He was going to the bathroom and staying in the bathroom for too long. An hour. Yeah. Now, maybe some people have had this happen, and you're more than welcome to share any stories, whether it's you, wink, or somebody you know. Um, I'm sorry, you thought he was going to the bathroom for an hour? For mm-hmm. an hour at a time. Every day. Uh, come on, that would be ridiculous. The answer is six hours. How many towel racks did that guy take out? <laughs> Six hours every day? Every day? The man only worked an eight-hour shift and was going to the bathroom for six hours a day. Now, does it seem like he should have been let go for that? That seems a little harsh. I mean, he was putting in a solid two. I see what you did there. I didn't even mean to do that. I swear to you. A solid two hours. Was it a loose two? Uh, He reported to the employer and then later took him to court saying that he had had surgery for a problem back there, if you will, back in 2014, which required him to stay on the toilet anywhere from three to six hours a day. Um, He's been on the toilet for eight years? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not in a row, Chelsea. That would be ridiculous. And I shouldn't be laughing. If there's any nugget, pardon the expression, of truth to this, my God, this poor man. I've been through some things, and I understand your pain. This is a disability situation at this point. Can't can't work because of your your bowel problem. Mm. Seriously, that sounds debilitating. It does. Um, unless, why? I mean, maybe the company should have just set up a workstation in there for him. Right, oh, like as, as opposed to a standing desk, he's got a potty desk. Mm-hmm. I mean, or work from home, I guess, yeah. depending on what it is your gig is. I don't. Uh, I actually don't know what his job is. That is one thing that wasn't mentioned in this entire right. piece. Some jobs you just can't do from the toilet. <laughs> cool beans. Yep. That's I true. I've been, I've been saying yeah. that for he's years. A, I, I saw that on a fortune cookie. He's a carpenter. He's going to be building a very small house in that stall. <laughs> it is very limiting in those cases. All right. Yeah. Give me another piece of wood. I'm going to hammer it. I uh, I work for H&R Block. Um, <laughs> you're going to come in and do your tax returns. You're going to meet me in stall three. <laughs> Um, and we'll get this taken care of. He's uh, an airline pilot. Uh, from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> they moved the controls over here. Uh, unfortunately, the court did uh, rule in favor of the company, saying that the termination was legal oh. and justified, which is interesting. I mean, if it truly was a medical situation, I assume the assumption is Pardon the expression again. He's fudging a little bit on how much time he really needs in the bathroom versus wants. I mean, we've all, if you're a parent, we've had that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you want? What are the differences? Some of us want six hours in the bathroom. <laughs> right. And then not many of us really need six hours in the bathroom. So that's where the fudging comes in. Did, mm. I mean, did he really do this, though, for eight years or it's the verdicts just come in? Did they allow him to do this? Yeah, that again. 
And sadly, I do not have the answer. Although, Chelsea, I, I swear to you I won't sleep until I have that answer. And then I'll be terminated for lying about swearing that I wouldn't sleep. Mm. Um, according to uh, reports, he had, quote, used the can over 20 times a day for a week alone in 2015. Now, I don't I can't imagine that each of those was six hours because that's too many hours in a day. But those are some of the examples cited. So he was averaging six hours or something along <laughs> no, that? No, 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 no. That sounds sad. That's a sad, sad guy. Well, but again, I mean, how many of us have tried to hide potentially in the bathroom at a job if they're, you know, if they're not monitoring you closely? If you're, That's a thing, right? People do that. If you haven't done that, are you really working? Thank you. You think it's fun until you're in your work bathroom for six hours at a time. <laughs> well, I didn't say fun. Like... Maybe the lesser of two evils potentially is the way I would look at it. Better or worse than working. Exactly. It's a long time to be in the stall every day. So 704 Fez 3200, if you're working from the stall right now, we do not really need to hear that. The Woody and Wilcox Show. It's odd how many people have had similar experiences. And I guess I may be using the term similar a little too loosely. We were just talking about a guy who lost his job because apparently he was spending six hours at a shot in the bathroom. This is at a job where you work an eight-hour day, and he was going to the bathroom for six of those of those eight hours. And apparently, in a lot of job sites, that's frowned upon. Really? He took him to court, said that he had a medical reason. The judge denied it. But I appreciate those of you that have had what I'm going to loosely call similar situations. My husband works with somebody. And every bathroom break he has gone for, he, he's timed it, it's at least 15 minutes. At first, he thought, like, maybe he had irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. So he asked his manager, like, is there something wrong with him? Like, no, he didn't fill out anything. So it's like 15-minute breaks, 21, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I started telling my husband, I'm like, dude, you need to get paid to poop. Like, if he's taking 21-minute breaks, you need to take 22-minute breaks, you know? Like, what's up? Right, exactly. I agree. That's child's play, by the way, is what I call a 15-minute bathroom break. <laughs> a good starter, isn't that's Wilcox's term. However, I'm not I'm not on the clock. It's a different scenario when I make my visits to my office, as I like to call it. So I went to work in an office at one point. There was a guy there who had some kind of surgery. My friend got me the job, so she was telling me, hey, just so you know, he, he lets him slip. Um, I'm like, what? Like, he'll just be talking to you, and all of a sudden you'll hear something. Just ignore it. It's, it's not a big deal. So anyway, I'm working there for like a month, and it happened. Like, he's in my cubicle talking to me about something, and, you know, and he just looks at me. He's like, just so you know, I've had a surgery, and I can't hold it. It's a medical condition. It's like, it's all right, man. Uh, anyway, you know, like try to go back to the conversation, but he didn't take bathroom breaks. He just let them fly uh, in your space. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty cool. That's the way I would describe it, too. That's such a tough medical condition. I mean, I'm going to need a doctor to ring in. What surgery do you have that makes you unable to hold back your wind? I don't even Who's know. Who's saying wind? I think he's talking about the full Monty. 
Think you think he's dropping no. nuggets right there? I do. No. Yes, I do. Some of those surgeries, right? I mean, I think the people, I, I can't prove this. I don't think it's common, but if you get the old gastric bypass, you have some digestive issues. I mean, that doesn't cause you to, you know, wear diapers your whole life or something. But I think there are some challenges, at least initially. I may be wrong about that, but I think I'm, as, as usual, I think I'm right. Man, I'd hope you could take some time off work to work through that. Well, it may be longer than what you have. And it doesn't always have to be a surgery. I think I've told you guys before, at least off the air, that I had a grandmother that had a bad coughing condition where you would think that somebody's going to have to intervene. Some kind of medical help is needed, but you would just have to let her work through it. And so she would get these coughing fits out in public, say at a restaurant, and you've ever coughed hard a lot, it can affect your your downstairs area. Now imagine being at a restaurant and the 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 death cough plus the farting. <laughs> death See, cough plus that, farting used to be the name of our show. It was the, the, I have secondhand embarrassment now just oh. See, I think this guy just likes crop dusting people and he made up the story about the surgery so he wouldn't get fired. I mean, it is kind of foolproof cuz they're not yeah. supposed to be allowed to ask you about Correct. your medical right. condition, yeah. right? You just say I've got this thing and mm-hmm. they have to be like, I think But he gets his kicks, you know. Right. Going over to people's right. cubicles and just, yeah. Here's my doctor's note I bought on doctorsnotes.com. Right. Exactly. And he runs a Facebook group about dudes who like to crop dust. Mm-hmm. That's why Woody knows about it. Talking about the guy in the bathroom, I don't believe him. I think he's full of crap. Wilcox, you suck. Right. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. That's a bunch of bull s. Right. Um, 704-FEZ-3200. Uh, Woody and Wilcox, the crop dusting of morning radio. <laughs> I'll beat you to the punch. The Woody and Wilcox Show.